You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 113, Relationship Power. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, everybody. Who likes talking about relationships? It's one of my favorite subjects. When my husband and I go to dinner at anyone's house, one of the first things we want to get to know about the couple is how they met. We want to hear the story of their relationship. And we are not satisfied with just like, oh, we met at this class in college. No, no, no. We want the full story, like start to finish, how everyone was feeling, like a play-by-play all along the way of what brought them together. So I love talking about relationships and not just romantic relationships. That's not what we're talking about in this episode. We're talking about relationships as a whole. And I think a lot of nurses are interested in relationships and human dynamics. I know a lot of people, when they become a nurse, one of the reasons they often give is they say, I love people. I love helping people. I love working with people. And so I think as nurses, we're generally the type of people who are fascinated by human behavior, who love understanding it. And it's such an important part of our jobs. In most jobs you have as a nurse, you're interacting with a lot of different people and often it's changing. You're interacting with new people all the time. And so I think understanding relationships and human dynamics is such a huge part of our job satisfaction and our life satisfaction because we have relationships outside of work too, of course, right? So today we're going to talk about what makes up relationships and how you can have healthier relationships in your life. And what we're going to talk about applies to all of those types of relationships, whether it's with people at work, like your manager and your coworkers and your patients, or it could be outside of work with your partner or your children or your friends or your in-laws or your neighbor, any people in your life, any relationships, this is going to apply and help you out a ton. And I say that because This information helped me out a lot because what I used to think was that in our relationships, it was kind of 50-50, where 50% of the relationship was how I thought about the other person, how I treated them, my behavior around them. So I thought, okay, I'm responsible for 50% of the relationship and the other person's responsible for the other 50%. It's how they treat me and what they do around me, right? And the thing with that was if I was giving myself 50% of the power and them 50% of the power, then I would find sometimes that I felt stuck because I'd be like, okay, I'm doing my 50%. I'm doing my part. I'm treating them with respect. I'm showing up as who I want to be in this relationship, but they're not doing their 50%. So that is super frustrating. Have you guys felt that frustration before where you're like, okay, I'm doing my part now. You need to step it up so we can have a healthier relationship. 
But like I said, when we think about it that way, it keeps us stuck. Then we don't have the power to create the relationship we want. And so today I want to talk to you about what really makes up a relationship. Like if you get down to the core components, like the nuts and bolts of it, what is a relationship? And when you really understand that, that's when you get the power to create the types of relationships you want. Okay. So let's dive into it. So there are three components to a relationship, three things that make up our relationships. Okay. So we're going to go through each of these one by one, but first I'm just going to kind of list them off to you. So you get kind of the big picture. So number one, what makes up a relationship is what you think of the other person. Now that seems pretty obvious, right? And we know if you've been listening to this podcast, your thoughts are what create your feelings. So what you think about them creates how you feel about them and your feelings drive your actions. So how you feel about them drives how you act around them, right? So that is creating a huge part of your relationship is what you think of this other person. Okay. And I think most of us realize that, right? That was kind of when I was breaking it into the 50, 50 of a relationship. That's what I recognized. I was like, how I think about them and treat them matters. That's a big part of the relationship. Now, part number two, component number two, is we think what they think of me. And that's what I thought was the other 50%, right? What they think about me and how they treat me. But that's actually not true because we can never actually know what another person thinks of us. Like even if another person tells you, I think you're wonderful, we don't really know that, right? Like some people tell us that they think we're wonderful and we think, yeah, you're just saying that. Or you don't really know me, right? You're just making that up. You're just saying what I want to hear. And other people say, I think you're wonderful. And we're like, wow, they really think I'm wonderful. I must be amazing, right? So what other people think of us is actually a complete mystery. It's unknown. But what impacts our relationships is what you think they think of you. So you see how with those examples, if someone gives you a compliment, they say you th- they think you're wonderful. Or if they say, like, let's do just like a surface level compliment. They say, I like your hair. You get to decide what you think of that. Do you really believe that they think that? Or do you think something else? So you see how you're the gatekeeper there. It's not what they actually think of you, because we can't know that for sure. It's what you think they think of you. And so that's the second part of what makes up our relationships. And based on that, it impacts how we think of them and how we treat them, how we show up around them. So you see how it trickles across the entire relationship. Okay, so that's part two. And then the third part, the last part of what makes up a relationship is what I think of me. And it could just be what you think of yourself in general, Like, I think I'm a valuable, worthwhile person, but it's also kind of how you think of yourself in relation to them. So think about like with doctors, do you think about yourself as being less than, less intelligent, less important, less worthy of respect? Or do you think of yourself as being an equal to them? Like, yeah, we have different experiences, different credentials, different scope of practice, but how do I think of myself And how do I think of myself in relation to this other person? Okay, so those are our three components of a relationship. What I think of them, 
what I think they think of me and what I think of me. Now, where do you think we put most of our time and attention on these three components? Which one do you pay attention to the most? What I see other people doing and what I used to do myself and still have to redirect my brain is I would focus on what they think of me. That's where we put a lot of our attention, right? We think, I want my manager to think I'm a hard worker. I want my coworkers to think I'm friendly. I want people to think I'm a good parent. So we do a lot of things. We, we try to control our actions to give that perception so that people think those things about us. And that's where we put our focus. But guess what? That is where we have the least power. Because remember, one, we can't even know for sure. Like we can try to do those things that control how other people think and how they think about us, but we can't really even know for sure if what we're doing is right. And once we make it right for one person, then we're making it wrong for somebody else. Now, one coworker thinks you're really nice and the other one thinks you're kind of annoying. (laughs) So you see how when we put our focus on number two, which is what we often do, we kind of spin in circles and we end up doing things that isn't the real us, that doesn't feel authentic to us. So what I want to encourage you to do is to let go of number two. Now, I don't want to say completely forget about it. I think we do want to be mindful of other people and pay attention to how we're impacting them, to be considerate. But let's not give that component of the relationship so much power and let's certainly give these other two components more energy and more thought. And be intentional about those because we have so much more power in those two areas. Okay, so let's talk about those two. Let's talk about those two components of the relationship that are really worth our time, that are really worth our energy and can make such a huge impact on how we experience the relationship. So component number one, what I think of them. Now, in our lives, we make judgments about people all the time, and we need to, right? We need to assess situations, and we need to use those brain shortcuts. That's a lot of times when we're making judgments about people, our brain's trying to conserve energy. It's like, okay, I see this person did this one thing, right? I heard them talking about another coworker. So I'm going to make a judgment about them. Maybe my judgment is they don't like when people do X, Y, and Z. Or maybe my judgment is they talk behind other people's back. So I don't want to open up to them as much. We make judgments to protect ourselves and to conserve energy. And sometimes we need to do that. But I want you to pay attention to how those judgments make you feel. Okay, so we can judge people in ways that feel really good to us. We can judge people and say, That person is so kind. That person is so thoughtful. That person's so creative. I really admire this about them. So we're making judgments when we do all of that, right? We're saying, this was good. I really like this. I admire this. We're noticing all of these things about someone else and we're kind of assessing them, right? But those judgments feel really good to you. 
It feels good to admire someone else and to notice their strengths. But other judgments don't feel as good to us, right? So when we judge people in a more negative light, it doesn't feel so great. When we think that coworker is really rude, notice how that makes you feel. Even if it feels true, even if you're like, oh, I've got all the evidence for it. She does really rude things. Everyone else would tell you she's rude. Even her patients would tell you she's rude. But think how that judgment makes you feel. Now, notice you're the one who has to feel that. Your coworker doesn't feel it. And that's why how other people think of you doesn't impact the relationship, right? How you think of other people doesn't impact their experience of the relationship. It only impacts yours. Now, they might have thoughts about what you do, right? Because if you think this coworker is so rude and then you feel reserved around her and then your action is you show up kind of cold, then she's going to start having some thoughts about you and about herself and about what you think of her. So that's going to create her relationship with you. Like think about when you're just driving home from work and you're thinking about your shift and you're like, that patient was so sweet. I loved that patient. Those thoughts do not then travel through the air and make your patient feel appreciated. It doesn't impact your patient's relationship with you. She's not all of a sudden like, wow, me and that nurse had such a connection. She only feels that way if she thinks thoughts that create connection with you. So I want you to see how it's your thoughts that create your relationship with other people. And your thoughts create how you feel in that relationship. And whatever you think about them, that's how you have to feel about them. So what I find interesting is I think sometimes we're around other people and we're like, I don't really like being around this person. This person kind of bothers me. But the truth is we don't like being with ourselves around them. We don't like how we're feeling around them, right? We feel irritated. We feel annoyed. And it's because of what we're thinking. So we don't like being in our own heads around this other person. So the good news is that you're the creator of it, right? What you think of them is in your power. Now, sure, I will totally give you some people it's easier to have pleasant thoughts around than others. Some people, maybe we don't want to be around them because we'd have to manage our mind in so many different ways that we're like, no, I actually want to think that that's unacceptable. I actually want to think that that's rude or that I don't deserve to be treated that way. So I'm not saying we just force ourselves to think pleasant, happy thoughts around everybody and try to love everything about every relationship. I just want you to see that you're the creator of it. Okay? Okay, so let's talk about our third component, because remember, component number two, we can't really know for sure. It's kind of a waste of our time. It keeps us running in circles. So component number three, what you think of you. Now, here's the thing. I think a lot of us don't really know what we think of ourselves. And so what we do is we end up giving the credit to other people. We say, oh no, that's part of component number two, what they think of me. 
Often we give other people the credit for what we actually think of ourselves. So if you want to get more insight into what you actually think of yourself, this is a really interesting way to do it, to say, okay, this is what I keep saying everyone else thinks of me. They think I'm boring. They think I'm not a good nurse. They think I'm lazy or I'm not smart enough. But wait a second, maybe I actually think those things about myself. So I totally had one of these experiences recently. I had a friend who had reached out to me. She said, hey, I really want to talk to you about something. And it might be uncomfortable just to give you a heads up, but I think it's important. And it ended up being a little while before we had a chance to talk. And so this whole time in between when she had said that to me and when we actually got to talk, I was trying to think of what it could be. And I came up with a couple ideas. I was like, you know, I think this is what she's going to talk to me about. And I felt myself get kind of defensive. And I realized as I was trying to defend myself in that mind, you know, having one of those fake conversations that we have sometimes, as I was doing that, I was like, okay, there's got to be something to this. Maybe this is what I actually think of myself. And so I ended up having that conversation with myself what do you think of you? What do you think about this situation? And as I really was honest with myself and worked through it, then I actually was like, oh, if that's what she brings up, I feel totally good about it. Then I can have this conversation with her from a clean place. And then actually, of course, we ended up having the conversation that had nothing to do with that. But it was so helpful for me to check in about what my true opinion of myself was. And then we don't have to wait for other people to have opinions of us before we decide to make a change. We can say, you know, who do I want to be? What is my opinion of myself? And we can just get that awareness and it is so helpful. So that's the little check I like to do. When I'm giving other people the credit and I'm kind of feeling defensive or like arguing about it in my mind, I'm like, wait a second, I must actually think this of myself to some extent. Maybe I think I have a lot to work on as a nurse. Maybe I don't think I'm as smart or as capable as I want to be. And when we take the ownership back over it, instead of blaming other people for thinking those things, then we can start to work through it. So it's like, oh, that's interesting that I think those things about me. And if we don't judge ourselves for thinking that, if we're like, I genuinely want to understand that. Like, why do I think that about myself? And we don't have to try to shut it down or talk ourselves out of it. We can be like, what do I really think of me? So maybe I do think sometimes I'm not very interesting. But maybe I also think I am really interesting sometimes. That I have really thoughtful things to say or different perspectives that are valuable. So then we can open it up and explore all of it. Like, yeah, I think this about me sometimes. I think this about me sometimes. How interesting. And then the next step, once we get to know ourselves and what we actually think of ourselves, is to say, this is my true opinion of me. That I'm amazing in so many ways, that I have so many strengths, and that sometimes I'm a hot mess. That's my real opinion of me. And... I love me anyway. I'm imperfect and that's okay. I love myself anyway. And when we can get to that point in our relationship with ourself, 
then it carries into our relationships with other people. That's how you let go of component number two, of trying to figure out what they think of you because then it doesn't matter so much. It's like, oh yeah, they can have that opinion of me because I actually agree with them a little bit, but it's okay. I love myself anyway. I'm not afraid that they're going to find out. I'm not afraid of what this means about me. It's okay if my charge nurse thinks sometimes I don't know everything I should about my patients. I actually agree with them. It's okay when I'm giving report if the nurse is like, you probably should have prioritized these things a little differently. I'm like, you know what? I have that same opinion of myself that I made some choices that weren't the best, that didn't make the most sense for during my shift. So when we have our own opinions of ourselves and we're comfortable with that opinion of ourselves, then other people's opinions are like, okay, yeah, you see it too. Awesome. Glad we're on the same page. I'm working on it. And we don't have to be so scared or so defensive or try to cover things up in our lives, to live so small that no one will discover our imperfections. And your relationship with yourself, you carry into every single relationship in your life. So that's what I suggest to start on. Out of these three components, we talked about number two isn't very important. Number three is where I encourage you to start. What do I think of me? Do I love myself? Am I okay with my imperfections? Do I believe I'm valuable and worthy of respect? If you can lock that in, and it takes practice, it's an ongoing thing, but if you can make progress in that area, it will impact every relationship you have. And then also take a look at component number one. What do I think about this other person? And how can I be more intentional about what I think of them? Don't just let your brain run on default. Then it's going to offer you some judgments and some thoughts that make you feel terrible, that cause you to not show up as who you want to be in the relationship, that don't create the experience you want to have. So be intentional about it. And when you do, you will see you have all the power to create whatever relationship you want with anybody. Even those patients you think are really difficult. Even your manager who you feel like is micromanaging or that charge nurse who you think is judgmental. You can change how you think about them and how you think about yourself to have the experience you want. Because your relationships with other people, I want you to notice this from those three components. Your relationship with other people exists 100% in your mind. That's kind of mind-blowing, right? Like when I first heard that and realized that and really let it sink in, I was like, that is so true. Your relationship with other people exists 100% in your mind. It's what you think of them, what you think they think of you, and what you think of yourself. It's all in your mind. That's why when you're not around another person, your relationship with them doesn't just stop. It's not like, okay, relationship on pause. Let's see how things happen when we see each other again, how things pick back up. No, your relationship with them continues because your thoughts about them continue. 
If you take that even to the extreme, if someone passes away, your relationship with that person doesn't end. A lot of people have complicated relationships with people who have passed away or have very loving relationships with people who have passed away because it's not about that other person, what they're thinking or feeling or doing. It's all about what you're thinking. So you create 100% of your relationship with another person and they create 100% of their relationship with you. So your relationship with them could be completely different than their relationship with you. So that's why it doesn't take two people to create a relationship. It's not 50-50. You get to create 100% of your experience and your relationship. And I think that is so freeing. You don't have to be stuck. You don't have to wait for them to change. Instead, you can decide, how do I want to think about my manager? How do I want to think about my partner? How do I want to think about my kids? How do I want to think about this friend? How do I want to think about myself? That's where your power lies. So take your power back and go create some beautiful relationships. Let other people create whatever relationship they want to create with you. But you get to create whatever you want with any person in your life. And that is pretty amazing. All right, you guys, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Please shoot me an email or find me on Instagram at Thriving Nurse. Send me a DM. Leave a review on the podcast. Whatever you want to do, I would love to hear your thoughts about this. How does it change how you think about the relationships in your life? What do you want to do differently now? What parts do you think you could work on to enhance your relationships? So tell me about all of it. I love getting to hear from you guys. All right. So I'll talk to you soon. Have a beautiful week. Take care.